Here's what you missed on Many Realms. A humanoid figure of a woman with long golden hair and she runs over to you, Mateo. Uh, guys, help. Master Hemlock uh, turns and aims his staff at the figure, and then it vanishes. I'm not sure if we should proceed with the trial of induction. Well, what's next? Elsie. He grabs his staff and he strides into the thicket, and then you hear him scream. My name is Jory, I'm playing Juniper, and it's exquisite to be here. I'm Jillian, I play Anisha, it's wild to be here. My name is Eli, I play Olivet, and it's bonkers to be here. I'm Jordan, I play Mateo, and it's dramatic to be here. I'm a frog who is turned into a podcast host by a witch. Welcome to Many Realms. you sprint desperately into the thicket, following the sound of Master Hemlock's scream, your path is illuminated by the strong teal glow of the drake fruit that you carry. You're surprised at how bright the glow of the fruit is. It seems so much more powerful than when you first came across them. As you come to the top of a small rise, you stumble as the earth beneath your feet trembles and the forest around you seems to shift. Branches tangle together in impermeable knots as sharp brambles drape themselves along the foliage. Before you know it, you find yourself in a tiny clearing, trapped on all sides. And from the earth in the center of the clearing, a small stone pedestal rises. And on it is a scroll. A scroll or a squirrel? <laughs> and on the pedestal is a scroll. I like squirrel. Okay. And on the pedestal is a squirrel. Holding a squirrel. Nope, just a, you've done this now. A squirrel. Just a regular old squirrel. I unravel it and read it. You can unravel a squirrel. It's a squirrel. It's a squirrel now. I'm, I'm trying. Nice try. The squirrel looks at both of you as you approach. We're fucking doing it. Stop laughing. So you, you wrote this into the world. The squirrel turns to you, Juniper, and to you, Mateo, and it says, Welcome, Juniper Thistleweed, to the trial of induction. Through this trial, you must prove your might and metal to prove that you are worthy of the title of Druid. Your trial master is Daedrus Hemlock. Your first trial is to identify and prepare two plants commonly used to treat surface wounds. Good luck. And the squirrel scampers off the pedestal. So I'm doing the trial, even though... Um, you seem to have run into part of the trial. So is there any limitations? Like, what do I know about this trial? What are the... So the readings that Master Hemlock gave you weren't really about the trial. He kept the content of the trial a mystery. What he did give you was a lot of botanical knowledge, um, kind of natural history texts for you to study. And you did spend the uh, whole of today studying very diligently. Um, so what the squirrel has asked you to do is find two plants that you could use to treat um, surface wounds. 
Um, and you can see that all around you in this clearing, there are a pretty wide variety, diversity of local fauna. There are weeds and bushes and shrubs and things like that. Um, so I think you get the idea that it wants you to like search around here. Okay. Don't we think Master Hemlock's in danger yeah. right now? Now that I've like stumbled into this part of, can I just keep running or will there be any sort of barriers or? Yeah. So, so the forest shifting and the earth trembling was like a, a wall of, of dense plant life forming around you. Okay. So I got to do the trial to move forward. I mean, you could try to break through the wall. You, it might be difficult and possibly okay. harmful. You don't so I'm going to do a nature check. And Mateo, you're here too. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's okay. I heard some of the stuff out loud, so I'm sure I can be of almost no use. Juniper, if you want to make a nature check, if that is your intention, um, because you studied all this afternoon, you can roll with advantage. 16. You uh, find two plants. Do you want to name them? I find a milk bush and a ruby weed. Sure. And uh, what are you going to do with those? I'm going to present them to the squirrel. Sure. You take like a clipping of each of those plants and you step back towards the pedestal. The squirrel, um, he has a little detective hat. He has, he sort of sounds like Ryan Reynolds. Um, <laughs> just kidding. You step towards the pedestal and the squirrel uh, sprints back up to the top and you lay these two plant clippings in front of it. And it uh, leans forward and nibbles on the milk bush and then nibbles on the ruby weed. And um, it seems satisfied. And it reaches into its little squirrel backpack. It was wearing a backpack this whole time. I didn't mention it. And it produces, it kind of dumps out the backpack in front of you. And uh, there are five seeds, like acorn-sized seeds, uh, sitting on top of the pedestal that have rolled out of this backpack. One that it looks sort of like a, um, like a chestnut, like a spiky kind of chestnut casing, except it has sort of two like bulbs that have kind of like mutated together. Like it looks like it's one of those things where like a plant has like grown like two parts um, kind of accidentally. There is uh, a sort of almond looking thing next to it that's kind of like shriveled and twisted and has kind of a nasty smell. There is a seed that it looks like it has threads of gold that are kind of repairing this like shattered seed. There is a seed that is covered with like a thick, hard gray um, kind of coating that looks almost metallic. And there is a seed that uh, has a deep black, like beautifully polished exterior. It looks like a piece of furniture that someone's like worked over and polished and perfected for years and years. And the squirrel says, you may pick two. Okay, do I know anything about them from sight? Uh, yeah, you could um, roll a nature check for any one of them individually. Is there anyone that interests you? I'm gonna go for uh, the gold one, the one with the gold. That's, that's an eight. An eight? No, you don't recognize the seed. Okay. I like the gold one. Okay. I'll grab the gold one and I'll grab um, the spiky chestnut one. Gold one and the spiky. Or is it walnut? The first one? Yeah, the first one. Sure. The two buds and the gold one. I take two. You take two? Yeah, random ones. Okay. Um, you grab two random ones and the squirrel looks at you and says, um, didn't catch your name. Uh, it's Mateo. Nice to meet you. What's your name? I'm just a squirrel. Oh. Are you doing the trial of induction tonight? Yes. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think it's really more of like a one person at a time. And yet I'm here. This is highly unprecedented. <laughs> I'm not a very long-lived squirrel, but I'm 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 a dedicated one to my job and my service. Uh, okay, goodbye. And it runs off. Can you roll a um? 
Not die check. To determine which uh, ones you picked. Because there were three left and you grabbed two. So don't roll a d20 because I can't divide that into numbers. Roll something else. Um, Six, eight, four. Roll a d6. Uno. Okay. So you didn't take the first one. You took the other two. So you took then, uh, Mateo, the last two. The one that looks kind of like a piece of like metal or sharp stone. And the one that looks like really deeply polished wood. You grab these four seeds and the pedestal that the squirrel was standing on with a rumble recedes into the earth. And just as quickly as it happened before, the thick brambles and knotted branches that surrounded this clearing start to unravel themselves, unwind and retreat. And you don't feel like you're trapped anymore. You can see that you're still on this forest path and the path still stretches ahead of you, but you don't hear the sound of Master Hemlock or Elsie. You can continue to follow, like you're still on the same path that you set out on, so you can continue to follow it. Okay. Is that what you'd like to do? Yeah, I think so. Well, we're gonna smash cut to Elsie Spratt's house um, that same evening. Olivet and Anisha, after finishing your discussion with Tom the Cobbler and then one of the guards, um, I imagine you retreated here because this is where you're staying and you didn't have any other plans for the evening. How is the evening going, you two? Comparatively uneventful, I think. I mean, I think I might be wondering where the the youngins are, but other than that, I can only really speculate. Juniper, Juniper told us. Have they been gone long enough that we're like, they should be back, or is this like a regular? No, I mean, just as it was about to start, Master Hemlock ran to the forest and they followed him immediately after, so it hasn't been very long at all. Well, maybe we should turn in. <laughs> hey, Olivet, you seemed pretty upset after we talked to Tom. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. You don't remember getting short with me? Okay, I do, I do, okay? I, I, I'm not always good at explaining why I'm upset. I don't even really get it myself, so just... Be patient with me, okay? I am patient. I was just surprised to see you that way. I haven't been traveling together along, but I hadn't seen you get upset like that before. Was it was it something about Tom's story? I I guess so, yeah. I This isn't really something we can talk through. I'm just mad, I guess. I don't know. He had something that was so precious to him. Yeah, I understand. Well, if something similar happened to you, I'm sorry. It didn't. That's exactly the problem, Anisha. It didn't. It's never happened. I have no idea how he feels, and I can't relate because everybody has something that they care about and they're here for a reason while I'm just doing a job, so let me do my job. Anisha just puts their hands on your shoulders. Hey, it's it's okay. You don't have to always have the same experiences as other people. That's That's not why we're here. We're not here to find everybody who is like us. We're here to learn new things from new people. I think all of that appreciates this, isn't ready yet exactly to face it, and recognizes that Anisha gets it, so she's kind of gonna 
maybe stalk off. Like, she's maybe going to leave the cottage. You leave the cottage? Yeah. And she's just, like, I kind of, I guess, kind of, like, goes for a, an angsty walk. Yeah. Um, as you leave the cottage and you head down the path towards the town proper of Willow Run, you uh, encounter Barth. She was walking up the path to Elsie Sprout's cottage. Okay, I straighten out and I look at her and say, Barth? She says, uh, Captain, um, it's, uh, it's great to see you. I just, um, I was actually just coming to, um, to see you. Uh, okay. For what purpose? Could we, you're, you're heading somewhere? Why don't I walk with you and we can just talk for a minute? Uh, sure. Okay. Um, smash cut back to two youngsters in the woods, bunch of seeds, a lot of fun, <laughs> a lot of fresh, fun flowers. Are you going to continue along the path? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Are you going to do anything with these seeds? Um, I'm going to check out to see what they are. Sure. So you're going to do another nature? Yeah. These seeds are, you can't identify all of them innately immediately. Some of them don't even look that familiar to you whatsoever, but they do all look fairly magical. And you see that a couple of the ones that you're holding have um, some like squirrel teeth marks around the edges. Okay, so they're magical and they're squirrely. Is there, I guess, I don't really have any way to figure out what kind of magic they are. I do arcana. Yeah, I'd let you make an arcana roll for these. Okay, Uh, 14. 14. I think you realize that what you read in the uh, botany books that Master Hemlock lent you today is that um, it's not directly related to the trial of induction, but it's an inference that you can make that um, a lot of druids are able to induce magical properties in themselves by um, identifying and consuming magical plants. Mm -hmm. So you think that these are uh, maybe something that the squirrel has given you to allow you to um, unlock some like druidic power within yourself. Cool. Uh, I give you my two seeds and I'm like, here, two bonus seeds. I appreciate the bonus seeds. But we got, I'm these. I stopped hearing screaming, so I'm a little, a little anxious. Uh, what's the terrain like? I know it's like a forest, but is it like coniferous? No, I guess what I mean is like. Well, obviously, I'm gonna try and see if I can find any form of, you know, whether it's footprints or any kind of. Uh, if it's if it's thick enough, uh, broken twigs, anything that's indicative of of um, Master Hemlock's path. Sure. Do you wanna make a survival check for me? Um, sure. That's 22. 22. Um, you grab your little pumpkin and you stoop to the ground and start brushing away some leaves and seeing what you can see. And while you don't identify anything belonging to Master Hemlock, you can very clearly see the trail of Elsie Spratt's boots heading forward down this path. Juniper, uh, I found some tracks here, though. I'm not too sure if they're uh, Mr. Hemlock's. Whose are they? How do I know it's Elsie? She wears, like, well, the, A, she walked into the forest, like, directly I, ahead of you before okay, you did. I, like, and I do, she wears, I do, like, a like, cumberbatch, like, judging by the size of the footprint in the <laughs> You do. Sure. <laughs> On, like, a 20... You got a 22, you said? Yeah. Yeah, you're like, look, she likes to chew milk yeah, bush. Yeah. Just but, like cumberbatch. <laughs> all right, Benedict. We, I guess, let's follow these, because that's the best we got. Sure. Um, you're going to kind of put the seeds away for now? Is yeah. this peculiar 
that, that, that I'm finding Elsie. Because where was she during this so whole ordeal? So she went ahead to set up the trial okay. chambers. Okay. So it's not unusual to have fun with Elsie's brat. Um, the <laughs> okay. reason Hemlock ran into the uh, the bush was because Elsie's still in there, right? Yeah. So he was like, oh, I'm not going to let Juniper do the trial. There's like all kinds of nonsense. And then he's like, oh, shit. I just put Elsie in the forest where there's all kind of nonsense. And he ran in after her. And you followed him. Um but you can't find much of a trace of him. So he's going after Elsie anyway, so it's reasonable to... It is, but at the same time, I feel like, uh, you know, I know that I'm pretty cocky as a uh, 15-year-old and full of myself, but that said, I would expect someone that of, of his caliber who knows this place that well that if I could find where Elsie is, that he should be able to yeah. find. So something's obviously gone further awry. Uh, anyway, yeah, just following the tracks sounds uh, fine for now. Following them suspiciously um yes yeah yes okay um as you make your way in the path winds down around a large oak tree the same thing happens as it did before another sort of trial chamber seems to activate uh thick walls of foliage stretch up all around you and you this point it shakes um, pretty heavily you almost fall to your knees um, the ground like rumbles as these uh, changes take place and you find yourself sort of locked in this small uh, little copse of trees and um, this time another pedestal grows um, but no squirrel comes for fuck's sake um, <laughs> instead whereas before there were like a few plants kind of scattered around that you could identify juniper um, this time dozens upon dozens of different species of weed and herb and plant and flower and fruit and bush and shrub and small tree um, sprout up and clog and crowd this whole area. Mm -hmm. um, but the pedestal, nothing standing on it. Alright, um, is there anything notable about the, like, any consistency with plants that have sprung up that I can tell? They're all um, local native plants. Um, so you put them in your Whole Foods bag and you keep going. No, they, um, they're all leaf-bearing, um, I don't know, plants. I don't know a lot about plants. I really got myself some hot water here. Guys, help me. Um, they're all plants. They're all plants. Wow. Okay. What can I do? Uh, perception? Can I, if I do a perception check? Yeah, is there anything particular you're looking for? I'm looking for any sort of anything similar to like a talking squirrel telling me what to do or... Uh, okay, are you looking any... at the pedestal? I'm looking at the pedestal, Okay. Yeah. I roll a 21. Sure, um, this is easy. You just needed to brush aside some of the weeds and things that had overgrown it um, because there is an inscription on the front of the pedestal this time. It's not doing a squirrel voice again. And um, so mad. And uh, the inscription reads as follows. What it means to rip apart. What's left behind from shredded pant. What you are once you depart. A leafy, aromatic plant. All right. What it means to rip apart. What's left behind from shredded pant. What you are once you depart. A leafy, aromatic plant. So I guess I'm looking for a leafy aromatic plant. This is gonna be real dead air, so we're gonna actually cut around this and come back when they think they have a guess. We're gonna cut to Barth and Olivet uh, walking down, perhaps by the river or something, I don't know, unless you had a specific place in mind on your angst tour de France. The river's great. Sure. Barth mm, is uh, kind of nervously fiddling with and smoking a pipe. 
Um, and as you walk by the banks of the river, past this big statue of Selway, she kind of jerks her thumb over and she says, uh, so how's the old um, quest going? Is that what you call it? Uh, yeah. The quest is... It's been going better. Do you find what you were looking for here? Kind of. I mean, we still haven't run out of a, a journey. We haven't met a, a dead end, so I guess that's a, that's enough. So, how much longer were you planning to hole up in Willow Run? Uh, you know, as I think we were planning to leave as soon as this these kids get back from their little play date. Yeah, and and, um, and we're too. I, I guess Harcher. Why do you ask? I don't think there's an easy way to say this. Um, Out with it, Barth. Look, I'm glad things are going well with you. I'm very grateful for your protection on the way here. Probably wouldn't have made it without you. And uh, I'm keeping that fact in mind when I say that um, me and Granny and Ogman were talking and we're not going to leave Willow around, not anytime soon anyway. We've suffered a lot of losses, a lot of stock. Our wagons are torn to bits and uh, it'd be crazy to keep going at this point. We need time to rest and recover. And I'm afraid that if you're looking to keep traveling in the thicket, that's on you. We can't, we can't give you transport anymore. I get it. I do. It's a dangerous place. I have to ask you for us to keep that extra caravan and maybe a horse. I don't know. I don't know if I can do that for you, Captain. Look, Barth, if, uh, if we come back out of this alive, we'll bring it back to you. And if we don't, maybe it could be our, uh, our parting gift. I don't make a big habit of parting gifts in my line of work as a merchant. I have to be clear. We, we have next to no money. I have next to nothing to sell. I can't give up an asset like that. I know you've got, you know, a cushy job, nice position, probably good money there, and you can afford to go swinging around the thicket as you choose, but I can't. I'm staying in an inn. I'm not getting put up in Elsie Sprout's house. Uh, how much does the does a horse usually cost? A decent amount. Like, in, in the thicket, one of the most valuable assets you can have is the means of travel, right? Um, it gives you a huge leg up, which is why Barth is so reluctant to give you this stuff. You could probably, like, maybe between the four of you, scrape together money for, like, a horse or a wagon, probably not both. Um, but I think even if you had a lot of money for her, I think she'd be reluctant to, to give it up to you. Um, well... I don't think Olivet is, uh, like, charismatic and wily enough to get this caravan from her. I give her a patented, like, slightly too hard pat on the back and say I understand. I'm gonna go back to Anisha and talk to them about this, even though I'm very embarrassed. Barth says, uh, oh, okay, yeah, uh, sorry, again, that it couldn't be more helpful. Uh, I kind of, like, brusquely cough and <clears throat> understand. Jory's looking up aromatic on her phone. No, I'm looking up pants to see if there's another definition. <laughs> I was too. Aromatic. I was too. I was too. Pant. I know what aromatic means. Great. <laughs> uh, I'm worried about pants. Yeah, me too. Just It's just like pants. I just wanted it to rhyme. Do you two have any thoughts on this riddle or can I jump to Anisha? Uh, okay, so I'm just curious because uh, we have we know we're looking for like a plant with a certain aroma, mm -hmm. uh, but we don't really have much more information other than the fact that there are a bunch of plants surrounding us so perhaps um, 
can we get a better lay of that land? See if there's anything that I can sniff with my sniffer. Sure. Um, I guess I'd ask you to make an intelligence check. Uh, sixteen. Yeah. Um, what did I say, Mateo? You're from sort of the more crowded, shabbier, shamblier, scrabblier district of Tower Hill, right? <laughs> And even when your brother was the apprentice chandler, that didn't mean that you had a lot of money to work with. It meant that it was possible for two boys under the age of 14 to like have their own house together. Um, and it wasn't a particularly nice house. Mm. So I want to ask uh, what your knowledge of like cooking was like or how you kind of got by in food-wise before you were forced to steal all the time. Uh, probably none. Uh, maybe, I guess I could say if brother was working late, I was like, I'm going to try and make some, like, goulash or something. But, like, right. <laughs> it would be, you know, Katie and some beans straight, <laughs> straight out of, like, the can. So it wouldn't be uh, earth cans, earth everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. earth Katie. Yeah. <laughs> it would just, yeah, it wouldn't have been anything that was, like, intensive. And I probably would have... Without, like, very easy instructions, I wouldn't have known what I was doing. So no no training or experience with the culinary arts. Yeah, probably never put any spices or anything in it either, unless it was just completely... You know what? Let's pick one spice. Give me a spice that I just... I always put in... You and, give me a spice. Uh, uh, uh... Can Jordan think of a spice? Yeah, uh, uh, milk... What? <laughs> <laughs> milk bush! Yeah, milk spice. bush. Milk Make bush. it a real spice. <laughs> No, I made one up. It's, uh, it's called Godorno. That's that's the spice. Oh, Godorno, the frozen pizza guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's not delivery. It's Godorno. That's rough. Yes. That was my spice, Godorno spice. Yeah. Okay. Um. So when you no like, Godorni, Godorni. When you are rifling through these plants and running your hands along the smooth backs of nettle thorns and across waxy leaves and strange ticklish flowers you come across some Godorni spice. Oh, my favorite. That you recognize, and you love its um, kind of citrusy, uh, sharp smell. Mm. Nostalgic. Um, um, sorry for the ASMR. Uh, I guess, like, is that even going to be beneficial in any way? Like, why, okay? why would that help? I don't know. <laughs> you told me this is what you wanted to do. Is it the most pungent? Like, is is it just because I'm like, oh, that's the smell of Godorni? Or well, is I asked like, you if you knew how to identify things like ingredients by smell, and then you said you absolutely don't, except for this one thing. <laughs> okay. So I told you you All found right. this I'll, one I'll, thing. I'll roll with it. I'll roll with it. Then. <laughs> I don't know what you want me Juniper, to do. Juniper, this is it. I. This is the the smell. This is the plant we need. I know it. All right. What does it have to do with the first half of it the It has riddle? a very, uh, well, I don't know, but it does have a very nice smell, and I used to crush it up, uh, um, which is kind of like ripping it apart. Um, yeah. All right, I take a look at it. It's, um, it's, it's Godarni spice. I don't need to tell you what that looks like. Um, so, Jesse, my question for you is, does this riddle, like, rely on any actual knowledge of plants yes slightly yes. not a plant that well i thought people knew what plants were okay now i have a steady fear in my breast it's you're the one plants. that said that you didn't know plants at the start. you're the one who couldn't name a spice <laughs> the shady of them i want to make it up <laughs> <laughs> okay 
Do I see anything like Monstera like hanging around? What's that? Okay, so it's not that. Those are, those are the big but, leaves with like the Swiss cheese holes. Oh yeah, you can grab one of those if you want. Okay, well no, obviously it's not the answer to the riddle. Um, <laughs> here's the thing, you can, well Eli's got it so that's fine. I said there, you rounded the bend around an oak tree, right? And that's oh, where this okay. kind of area formed. And above the pedestal, the largest, longest branch of the oak tree arches over the pedestal. And hanging from the oak tree are little bundles of wrapped leaves, maybe 15. Right. And maybe while you think about that, we can jump to Anisha. Anisha, all of it is just watched out of the cottage of Elsie Spratt, leaving you alone. Anisha's never stayed in anyone's house before? We stayed in Ulicon's tower for 30 years. Not his house, and not the same thing. Like, this is somebody's, <laughs> this is somebody's personal dwelling mm-hmm. with, like, their personal things. Uh-huh. Anisha wants to look around. <laughs> okay, what are you looking for, specifically? Any kind of writing or documentation as it pertains to magic. Okay. Or Drake fruit. Okay. Um, are you... So Elsie has let you stay in the living room of the house, and um, she has her own bedroom, of course. Does searching the house include going into Elsie's bedroom? Yes. Okay. Just want to make sure. I don't know what your boundaries are, girl. <laughs> um, okay. So roll a perception check, then. Two. Still, you make a beeline into Elsie Spratt's room, you little scoundrel you. And um, you see that she keeps a pretty cluttered dwelling that is, she's clearly super dedicated and passionate about her work. Like she has kind of working spaces in the living room and even a little table in the kitchen, but even in her own bedroom, the wall has like a shelf that's laden with heavy scrolls uh, that look like they contain uh, research, academic writings, druidic writings. There are specimen jars arranged on the window ledge Um, that the evening light is sort of playing off the strange colors and murky forms within them. She has a corner planter um, that has like a vermiculture bin built right into it. It's like a really cool color. It's got little wooden legs and uh, is sprouting all kinds of different grasses and herbs and stuff around the top. Um, And that's what you see on like a nothing. Yeah, and he's just a little overwhelmed because their tower has nothing, no real like personal items it's not really how they live so seeing the total opposite is a very wide-eyed oh goodness people keep so many things Uh, if there's a desk did you say something about a desk there is a desk then i want to pick up some things on the desk on the desk is a uh vial well a vial like a big kind of jar and in the jar is a steerge that is lazily buzzing around and poking its proboscis at the glass. And next to the steerge is a paper um, where Elsie has started to sketch it and label its anatomy and make some little kind of cramped margin notes about uh, how it sucks blood, how it maintains its like equilibrium when it flies, stuff like that. I'm grossed out, and I'm glad one of them didn't touch me during our fight. The front door opens. You hear it from inside the bedroom. I, I, I run out of the bedroom. Master Hemlock is walking through the front door. He walks over to the kitchen counter. And he doesn't seem to see you or like really pay you much mind. And he uh, grabs the kettle 
fills it with water, and uh, heads it to the living room to place it over the fire. He's humming to himself, and he sits down on the rocking chair as the kettle starts to heat up. I gingerly approach. He looks up at you kind of distantly, and he says, uh, Are you feeling okay, Elsie? You look uh, strange. Perhaps that's because I'm not Elsie? <laughs> he chuckles to himself and says, Who else would be in Elsie Spratt's cottage? Um, would you mind bringing your latest research into the into the den? I'd like to discuss it with you. Do you want tea? No, I'm not thirsty. Didn't Juniper say there was a trial? Weren't you leading that? Juniper and the trial. Yes, that was scheduled for tonight at sundown. I'm not sure. Um, was was that happening today? Yes. Juniper and Mateo met you not too long ago now. Oh, the tea's ready. Uh, what would you like? I'm not thirsty. <laughs> More for me. <laughs> he takes the teapot off the fire and moves over to the kitchen to start pouring himself a mug of tea. Anisha's never seen anybody, like, charmed before. They so are. You. They're confused. I think they would like to, like, tap him, make sure he's real. He is fleshy and muscular. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, they, they touch his arm and say, are you feeling well? He stops singing. He says, why... Why wouldn't I be? Well, we had dinner yesterday, and you don't seem like yourself. You don't want any tea? No. Elsie, you always want tea after dinner. I'm not Elsie, so I don't want tea. My name is Anisha. He stands up straight and kind of leans back from the counter, and then he um, falls to the floor of the living room with a thud. E. Anisha, like... Immediately kneels down beside him, checks vitals. Check his ABCs. Exactly. Olivet, you walk back to the cottage to see Master Hemlock unconscious on the ground and Anisha kneeling over him. What in seven hells is going on now? Master Hemlock just appeared, started making tea, thought I was Elsie, and he just passed out. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get a cup of not hot water. <laughs> regular, healthy, temperature water and splash it in his face. Sure. Um, that seems to do the trick. He sits back up and starts coughing and sputtering and says, uh, What's going on? Anisha? Olivet? Why are we in Elsie's house? Great question. You walked in here and started calling me Elsie. What about the trial? Yeah, what about the trial? What about the I trial? I went in after, after Elsie. The siren. It came from Mateo again. I wanted to track her down and make sure she was safe, and it appeared, and it began to sing a song to me. And then I wasn't quite sure where I was supposed to be going and what I was supposed to be doing. I I remember coming back here to, to check on Elsie. I wanted to check on Elsie, but I didn't think... Nothing felt wrong. But is Juniper here? Where is Juniper? 
She should still be doing her trial. Let's go. Yes, at once. And you head back towards Master Hemlock's house. A... I got it. <laughs> <laughs> You're literally all gonna bring me to ruin. On... <laughs> Fuck yeah, me. You can just make make it as beautiful and elegant you've earned this. It's a tough one. No, well, do do like a whole, like, describe everything you do, get it all going. Um, okay. I... <laughs> and show, how, show Mateo how smart you are. It took Eli 20 seconds. <laughs> I start looking through the uh, plants, trying to find something I recognize. Um, probably near the, uh, what's it called? Gadorni spice. The Gadorni spice. That's where I look first. I'm just looking. I'm assuming the spices are all together. And I pick some tarragon and bring it to the pedestal. You lay the tarragon down on the pedestal. And um, like the seed that you left before, it starts to shimmer and dissolve into little beads of green light that vanish one by one. The oak bough that was hanging above this trial room with a beautiful, deep, centuries-old groan um, stretches down. And these bundles that are hanging from it are within reach. And you hear a voice uh, on the wind that says, all right, and they're just, they all look the same? They do all look the same, these ones. All right, so I pick three. Okay. Me too. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I also take a ton of Gadorni. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah, it's it's a buy one, get one on Gadorni. Don't even worry about it, buster. Uh, can you roll three d20 for me to determine which ones you pick? Yeah. And I guess you likewise, you little fucking thief. <laughs> um, I rolled 19, 16, and 7. Um, and then what did you get? Three, fifteen, and thirteen. Yeah, and you have these bundles. Um, you got them. Can I look inside? Yeah. You open your first bundle, Juniper, which I'm just going to say is the leftmost one because I have a list here. And inside is a sort of rope that is made of... Um, like a vine. Like it's a vine that's been tied into this kind of series of knots and clusters. And as you reach out and touch it, um, it, like the other things that in the trials, um, dissolves into little pearls of green light. And you learn the spell Entangle. Damn. Oh, so I'm learning spells. Yay. What does this, what does this look like to me? So she opens, she unwraps a little like Ghibli style bundle and there's a little knot of vines and she touches it and it disappears and her tattoo starts to glow. Yo, I mean... What would be the equivalent of yo? <laughs> Privy. <laughs> Privy. You're sick. What would be the equivalent of sick? Okay. <laughs> um, beautus. Uh, Privy, your beautus tattoos are glowing. Again. Also, here's three bonus bundles. And I give her my bundles. Huzzah. Actually... I want one on the off chance of maybe I get cool tattoos and glow, so I open one bundle and nothing's going to happen, I'm assuming, but I'm going to go for it anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, just a tattoo artist emerges from the woods. Juniper's grandmother pops up and she's like, Privy! No. You, you open your bundle, Mateo, and inside is um, like a perfectly suspended 
uh, oversized cutesy like drop of morning dew. I don't have trouble even imagining what that looks like. Just looks like it'd be water. What was the difference between dew and water? Yeah, it's water. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Eli wants a plush of that. It's so cute. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, I have that. Do you touch it? I mean, hell yeah. Okay. I mean, pretty, yeah, whatever. Actually, hell, still hell works. Never mind. Hell yeah. They had hell back then. <laughs> they did. Um, <laughs> hell had been invented. Not lions, though. Not lions, though. <laughs> Hell was full of drag queens. You tap the the drop of dew, and instead of it um, dissolving in pearls of green light, it seems to kind of like shrink and shy away from your finger. And when you do touch it, it pops like a bubble. And when it pops, gallons and gallons of clear, cold, fresh water start gushing out of your cupped palms. And um, you're immediately soaked. Enough water flows from this like geyser that erupts in your hands that even Juniper gets some splashback. Uh, from where she's sitting on the other side of the pedestal. Once all of the water is dispelled and you're standing in like a half inch of mud, the leaf bundle disappears in green light. There was a, w- a whole water park in this bundle. You can have the other two. All right, I'm going to open the rest of my bundles, I think. Sure, I'll just give you the list and you can look up what they do and everything later. So you no longer get create or destroy water because <laughs> Mateo kind of used that one up. <laughs> you get long strider. Mm-hmm. You get Purify Food and Drink. You get Speak with Animals. Nice. You can talk to that squirrel. Yeah, you already could. This is a, good, this is a great <laughs> unboxing video. Oh my god. Druid first level haul. <laughs> uh, and you get Thunderwave, okay. my darling. So yeah, you've uh, gained some more gifts. Nice. And after you place the tarragon and you collect your bundles, and the oak tree is like, that guy's a dick. <laughs> Stop taking extra. You should correct and say child. That 12 to 16-year-old sucks. Yes. Again, the same thing happens. The uh, thick walls of bramble and branch that surrounded you fade, and you're still on the path. All right, so we keep following Elsie's tracks, I guess. Uh, I, easy enough to follow, or no? Yeah. Anisha, Olivet, and uh, Master Hemlock have returned to the scene of the crime, which is the edge of the thicket behind his cottage. And Master Hemlock says... Um, so I, I went in to find Elsie, and that's when these uh, this siren accosted me. Um, have you two dealt with these before? I saw one once last night, and that was the first time. I was there, too. Did it sing? No. It beckoned to Mateo? Specifically. I had heard that. They can be dangerous. They're canny and clever. They have almost a a human intelligence to them. So just watch yourselves, all right? Sure. Um, And he steps forward boldly into the forest. Um, What are you guys using for light sources? Oh, shit. He has glowy mushrooms on the end of his staff, canonical. I have dark vision. Guess I'm using the mushroom glow. Okay, that's not great. Okay, so you march into the forest, and it's, of course, incredibly dark, heavy, and oppressive. Sundown is kind of, we're moving to the end of the golden hour, and uh, the darkness is, you know, you've been in the thicket at night before, usually on, like, a proper road with some sympathy candles or, like, heading to a destination. This is striding out blindly into the midst of the complete unknown that the thicket represents, into one of the areas that is considered to be the most dangerous. Olivet, you remember that first night when all of this began, when you tried to chase Valix and Nod out into the thicket, and how even just taking a step in, the darkness almost strangled you. 
and that same feeling rises in your throat again as you try to follow Anisha and Master Hemlock as closely as possible. And that is when you hear Elsie scream. Juniper and Mateo, you follow Elsie's tracks um, a few more minutes deeper into the forest, and you find the third trial chamber. Elsie is here. As the uh, walls shift, the forest thickens, and a pedestal rises, uh, Elsie steps out from behind it. And she is holding her staff and standing with her hand on her hip proudly, and she says, Juniper, you made it. I'm so proud of you. Hey, is everything okay? Yes. uh, Are you okay? Master Hemlock ran into the forest because we thought you were in trouble. We saw a siren, and Master Hemlock ran after it, and we heard him scream, so... It only goes to say maybe you might be in trouble. I mean, I've been I've been fine. I've just been preparing for the trials. I haven't seen Master Hemlock, but I mean, I know it's the thicket and you don't travel through it much. But he's a capable man. He can take care of himself. Uh, are you here, Mateo? <laughs> Why are you here? It's really more of like a spectator kind of deal. Well, I was a pretty active spectator then, and I made it through the trials, so... He didn't... It was mostly me, I promise. Okay. (laughs) We'll have to review the terms and conditions of that one. But don't even worry about it. We'll just finish this up. You're so close to the end. I'm... uh, I hate to say it, but a little bit surprised. I mean, I've been studying for two years to become a druid, and I still haven't taken my test of induction. And, I mean, you... You strolled right up to Master Hemlock, and he just let you do it with no no issue, all because of your little um, strange tattoo you got there. But hey, that's, that's, that's really great. And uh, if you're as talented as Master Hemlock says, then this should be a walk in the park. And she raises her staff high in the air to begin the final trial of uh, your test of induction. And the pedestal changes and shifts the stone rumbles and begins to take on a liquid form as um, it rearranges itself brown fur starts to sprout from it a muzzle emerges and it doubles in size nearly until in front of you is a massive brown bear with spittle dripping from its mouth and rage in its eyes delcy says good luck You've just finished listening to episode nine, Spices and Spells of Many Realms. Hi, I'm Gadorni Weaver. Um, Thank you so much for listening. If you want to know how the rest of Juniper's trial goes, you need to keep listening to Many Realms. And hey, why not share this podcast with your friends? Or better yet, just write down the riddle part and then ask them and then go, hee 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 if they can't figure it out. That's what I always do with my riddles. Thanks for listening. What it means to rip apart is to tear what's left from a shredded pant. I don't know, to tear again. Rag. Oh, rag. <laughs> I don't know. I was just thought, I was just like, okay, we're still tearing. And then what you are once you depart. You're gone. <laughs>